What is going on? My name is Taylor, and this podcast is called Who Knows, a podcast that works to answer the simply complicated questions of life and promote a life of self-love, mental health, and creating your own normal. Don't worry, we are just as lost as you are. Hello, holy crap, y'all. This is the final interview episode of season three. What? I can hardly believe that it's here. It has been so much fun getting to talk with so many amazing people this season. It really feels like just yesterday I was with the Greensboro Roller Derby in this very room. And if you've stuck around and listened to all the episodes this season, I seriously, seriously, seriously cannot thank you enough. And if this is your first episode, I seriously can't thank you enough either. And I hope that you will go back and check out the rest of the episodes too. This has been a really, really good season, like I said. And so if you haven't listened to those episodes, check them out. They are real good. We have one more episode coming out on March 23rd before we close out season three. And the last episode of the season is always my favorite and I can't wait to see what Lynn does with it. But yeah, one more episode for season three and then we will begin to get ready for season four, which I'm also so excited about. Lots of excitement today, if you can't tell. Actually, there's another thing that I'm excited about. We have a review shout out. Woo woo. Austin Jeffries, thank you so much for leaving a review. You left lots of little kissy face emojis and it made me so very happy. Thank you so much for leaving a review. See how awesome that was? That could be you if you leave us a review. You get a shout out and I will love you eternally forever and always. Just like I love Austin Jeffries. Also, I want to talk about a video that I just put up on the Patreon. I put up a video talking about my OCD, uh, opening up about it a little bit more. I open up about it a little bit here and there on the actual podcast, but I felt like sitting down and doing a whole video where I just talk about my OCD and talk about where it started and how I deal with it. So yeah, it's on the Patreon, and if you become a member of the Patreon at the $5 tier, you will get to see that video and a ton of other videos that I've done. Some of them are more serious, some of them I'm crying, some of them are just really, really silly with me and Kyle eating food. It's amazing over there. So yeah, the Patreon, if you haven't checked it out, there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there. So please become a member of the Patreon fam. Who Knows has made a new friend in the world of podcasting that we want to introduce you to. They are doing the very important work of destroying the taboos of sex. Another topic, just like mental health, that we should talk more about. Check out Welcome to My Vagina. Hi, this is Jesse Karen. And Rebecca Frank. And we are the hosts of Welcome, Welcome to, to My, My Vagina. Vagina. We will take you on a laugh till you queef adventure where we will destroy the taboos of sex one well-researched episode at a time. It's a little like being in your sex ed class, but with actual information. And no uncomfortable gym teacher. We'll teach you to mind your business. Because a woman's body is her body and anything you say or do otherwise will be used against you. So join us on our foray through the patriarchy. Where we shut down misogyny via the black holes in our vaginas. Please listen wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Welcome to My Vagina. And Twitter at Welcome to My Vag. See you next Tuesday.
So we have a segment on this show called The Things, and it's where I take a minute to talk about a few things that I might be super into right now, exciting things that have happened, like events or accomplishments, or sometimes stuff that might be really difficult to talk about. So all I really want to say is that my birthday is next week. I'm laughing because it's so silly. I still get really excited about my birthday, but this one is a little weird because I'm going to turn 27 and I'm trying to tell myself that it's not a big deal and I still have a lot of life ahead of me, but also this is the age that when I was a teen, I was always like, it's going to be so weird when I'm 27 and that's literally 10 days from when you're hearing this right now. And so I am just going to shove my face full of sushi and remind myself that I'm not dead yet. I am not dead yet. I can dance and I can sing. Does anyone know that musical? Anybody? Musical theater people? <laughs> anyway, um, I still have so much to accomplish and so much room to grow. And I'm going to embrace that. I want to also report that I am actually starting to find pockets of my life where I am choosing to love myself and that feels really good and maybe it's because I'm getting older I don't know but hooray to weird 27 which is happening very very soon for me I also want to plug something that I love right now and tell everybody that they need to watch what we do in the shadows on Hulu the TV show I haven't seen the movie there's a movie maybe it's on Hulu not sure anyway if you like vampires and comedy this show is for you. It is so silly and there's so many vampires. Well, there's only three, but they're amazing. And I just really want to be a vampire now. So yeah, go watch what we do in the shadows. It's amazing. Let's do this. Let's introduce the last guest for our third season. So this week, I hung out with a friend of RJ, Adam, and Casey's, and she also went to school with Lauren, who was in episode two, and I'm so glad that I finally got to meet her, even if it was over the computer. One day we'll meet in person, but this was still really exciting for me. She is known as the Magical Miranda, and she does work on Instagram and YouTube to bring Disney content to those who love it and to help people plan their Disney vacations. She's going to be who I go to when I finally go to Disneyland, because I don't know anything about going to California. It's crazy, and she's got a lot of tips and tricks let me tell you and she didn't mention this on the show but I want to plug that she also has a line of really really cute Disney themed planners that you should check out. Miranda and I talked about all the awesome work that she does on Instagram and YouTube. She shares a ton of great tips. She tells us the story of how the magical Miranda came to be and her and I also share the woes of how hard it can be to sometimes just do the dang thing that you love to do. Even though you're doing something that you love, it's still work and sometimes it can get really complicated. But she gives some really awesome inspiration and reminds us that when you do the thing that you love as part of your career, you should always root it in the fact that you love it and that it's fun because that's what it's really all about fun. And Miranda knows how to make things fun over on her Instagram and YouTube. So here is Miranda and I talking about Instagram and YouTube creation. Miranda, I'm so excited to meet you via the computer. This is my first like holy crap, I watched this person on YouTube moment. You are so sweet. I do. 
Yeah, it's so exciting to meet you. It's so nice to meet you too. I've heard so much. I love listening to your podcast, especially with people I know and am friends yeah. with. So I love that. You, you, Lauren, and RJ all went to the same school, and you've all, and you're all in this season, which I think is amazing. That's so crazy. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the first question I always like to ask all my guests is, I say, who is insert name of guest here? So who is Miranda? Oh, How gosh. would you answer that question? Uh, a lot of different ways. <laughs> no wrong answers. No I know, wrong answers. but it's a it's a very large. I can't like really pinpoint like who I am. I'm kind of all over the place. Not only am I a theater lover, but I'm also a Disney lover. And that's what um, most people know me as now through social media. Um, But I've kind of taken that love of Disney and made like multiple aspects of my career out of it, which is not only like super cool that so many people can not really like monetize their hobbies, but just have so many hobbies surrounding something you're super passionate about. And so I'm just a passionate person who loves to keep busy and can never sit still, essentially, wrapped up in one. <laughs> I identify with that. I I mean, this is the second person I've had on the show this season that is like, well, plus RJ, but all, but like Casey and I talked about the serious love for Disney that we have. Um, and I feel like there is no way for me to talk about my identity without talking about how much I love Disney because it is so much a part of who I am now. Exactly. I know. And it's like, that is your identifier. And even if you're not in a Disney setting, like it will come up and that's just who we are and that's okay. (laughs) Do you have that thing sometimes when you're in public and you like hear people talking about Disney stuff and you just like have to listen and sometimes you're like oh my god they're so wrong about that thing. It is a blessing and a curse honestly (laughs) most mostly being curses and I'm like I have to stop do not turn around and talk and engage I'm eavesdropping but in the best way just trying to help. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm still always trying to wrap my head around the fact that Instagram and YouTube are now like part of people's careers or like for some people, like their whole career. Mm -hmm. And I just I think it's something that is super interesting. But I also think that like there has to be more that that we just don't know about. And so if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to hear how you started out. How did the magical Miranda start? I came in when you know, you had the Instagram and the YouTube. So like was the YouTube first was the Instagram first? How did it all start? I have so many questions. But tell me your story. How did the magical Miranda come to be what it is now. Sure, absolutely. So I am from Des Moines, Iowa, but I went to college in Chicago where I obviously met both Lauren and RJ and all of my very, very best friends. And I lived in Chicago a few years after graduation and then ended up moving back to Des Moines fall of 2016. And that was because my then fiance, now husband, is in sales and his territory changed, so we had to move. And in doing so, I was working from home at like a very basic nine to five job that I had in Chicago, just kind of figuring out what I wanted to do now that I was back in Iowa. And it got to be, we got married that following spring. And then that summer I was like, what am I, like, I want to do something. I wasn't happy with my job. I was just very bored. I missed my connections with friends. And I was like, you know what? I can start um, helping with Disney vacations. That's something I'm passionate about. That's something I can do from Des Moines. So I actually created a Facebook group. And I think I then called it, it was Magical Moments by Miranda, where 
is the original title. And from there, I was just sharing tips. I would share news that Disney Parks blog would come out with. And then I would get a few questions, people asking. And I was like, you know what? It's so hard. Like everybody has blogs, but not everybody likes to read blogs. So I was like, let's make this a YouTube. I will sit and I will give explanations of tips and tricks on how to navigate the world that is Walt Disney World because it is a beast and it's ever changing. It's so confusing for a lot of people. And I knew if somebody were to just sit down and kind of give it a very layman's terms explanation, it would be so much easier for a big group of people. So from there, I started that in June of 2016 or July of 2016, I think was my first video that I just did like in my home office at my apartment. And from then I was posting more Disney photos on my personal Instagram and realizing my family does not care about this. Like, I feel like I am just annoying everybody. And I was like, you know what? Let me make just a separate Instagram channel area for these photos to live because I had so many and I always wanted to share them. So then after that, that fall, I think it was like August or September, my Instagram Magical Moments by Miranda was born. And from there, it just kind of developed into, because I had so much time working from home, I was able to connect so much on Instagram and really engage in this, what was then a new community, I guess, is what I guess everybody calls it, the Disney community, well, it was brand new. So it was really cool to start seeing all these small shops that were very, very small then that are now huge. A lot of them even licensed by Disney now, which is really cool to be a, like witness that growth. So yeah, it just kind of took off from there, but it was just basically another way for me to have an outlet living in a town that I didn't really know a lot of people anymore besides my family and kind of making it a passion and a fun way to express myself. Yeah, I love love that. And I think the thing that I love the most about this new world of like Instagram and YouTube and like that sort of content creation world being a thing now is that it is so great when you get to see people just who are so passionate about what they do or what they love having a way to like share that. I love that. Like I think that that's the at the heart of what that stuff is like, like that is the best thing ever. I'm also curious. I, this is just what I'm always curious about with these Instagrams is when did it become like, okay, I have 5,000 followers now. Okay. Now I have 10,000 followers. Okay. Now I have 19,000 followers. Like it's sometimes when you're a smaller account and you're like looking at those accounts, I call them my Disney princess glasses where I'm like, Oh, this is just like this magical world where like overnight she woke up and was like 19,000 followers. Woohoo! But like, I know that Casey mentioned that like it happened like over time. Is that something that you saw as well? That it was like slowly, but sure it became a larger platform. How did it go from this is just something that I'm doing as an outlet to oh wow this is like an actual business that I've curated where I have like like a how do you feel about the word following like is that like a it's yeah it's weird right? it's weird and it's like you don't want to say like oh my followers my fans like that is so strange in a world that I'm like not familiar with at all so I just say like my Instagram people like my people and it's like I engage with anybody who engages with me as well and I look out and I engage with people who don't engage either. But yeah, like Casey said, it's not an overnight thing. Like, especially when I first started, I don't even know how long it took for me to hit even like a thousand followers. But it was every day I would just go, I would like,
like photos. I would comment on things I liked and I would try and make those connections with people because honestly, that's what the community is about. And I don't even think about, I did wake up one day and I was like, wow, I gained 20 followers overnight. That's cool. Or I feel like now a lot of people have been struggling with the following count. And what you don't see with even larger accounts is that numbers fluctuate. Like I could be at 18.9 tomorrow instead of 19 and then back up. It really depends. And there's not really a rhyme or reason as to how to gain those followers. But it was just a matter of years and years of just making connections, posting what you love and being genuine about it. Because I think people see that. And even if they're like on their explore page and they see and you're like, oh, like, yes, this is an ad, but you can clearly tell that you're passionate about what you're doing. And it's very organic. And I think that's what's the most important thing and how people see you and want to engage with you. And that's how you get followers. Yeah, that was one of the things too, that Lauren said about her Instagram was that people can see through when it's not like when you're when you're not being genuine, like people can see through that. I think that what is the most interesting about what you do is like you were talking about the Disney community and Casey and I talked about this also but like I found a post on my time hop the other day that was like the first time I'd ever posted about like I got this shirt from a small shop which was like three years ago and I feel like from three years ago to now so much has changed which is, feels like three years like okay that's like not a really long amount of time but so much has changed technologically and Instagram wise do you feel like you have changed the way that you do things based on the way that like Instagram has changed like is that part of the content creation is like keeping up with like what's going on on Instagram how is what you do on Instagram different from what you do on YouTube like so many questions I'm like throwing them at you so hard <laughs> yeah absolutely so as we all know it's an ever-changing beast Instagram is and I feel like especially first starting up I felt like I needed to post every day, 9 a.m. Central Time, a post needed to go out. And now as people are engaging more through Instagram stories and things like that, because Instagram stories were not a thing when I started my Instagram. And I specifically remember when it first started, I was like, oh, but I use Snapchat. Like, am I just supposed to stop using Snapchat and use Instagram stories? And the answer was, yes, you are. You're supposed to take these new developments and connect even more. So I feel like with the Instagram stories, Doing more of those, more engaging when you're in the parks, more engaging when you're at home because people realize that you. I don't live at the parks. And even though when I go and visit all the time, it is nice to know that I am a normal person who doesn't go to the parks every other day. Like a lot of people do have the amazing opportunity to do. And so I think it's really important that you take these new outlets that Instagram is giving and using them to your best ability. And so with Instagram, I feel like now I post when I am passionate about it or have a, like a fun post or if it's like a national holiday that is silly, like National Pizza Day or uh, the movie anniversary of Cinderella, things like that. Whereas YouTube, I am posting when topical things are coming up or if there are questions that need answered. I did dive a little bit more recently into the vlogging world, but even when I would vlog inside the parks, I would always try and make sure it was more educational for those who were watching. So that's the main difference between my YouTube and Instagram is YouTube is definitely more educational, whereas Instagram is not only giving a little tip and trick every now and then, but it's just that world of traveling to and being a tourist myself. Yeah, I have another question about YouTube that I've 
have wanted to ask somebody who actually does the YouTube. I do one video a month on our Patreon and one of them was a Disney vlog. How in the world do you vlog in public and not feel like such a weirdo? And like, I, I get really, really, really anxious about it. Like I get so anxious. And not only that, I also don't live by the parks. And so you're like, how do I enjoy my time and do this work that I have to do? Because it is work. And how, and like, while I'm doing this vlogging, how do I not feel like everybody is like, what is that weirdo doing over there talking to themselves? Do you feel that? Do you get anxious oh, about it? 100%. I specifically remember that first time I was like, I should vlog in the parks. And it was August in Walt Disney World. First of all, the worst worst possible time to visit and and I was the vlog was never have I ever at Walt Disney World and I was doing everything that I have never done before and I specifically remember after like two hours of vlogging I was like this is awful I don't want to do this ever again and it, I don't I, I think it took me a while to do so but yeah there is that delicate balance of like I am a theater person I've been an actor for a very long time so caring what others think about me isn't wasn't ever a thing for me it was just a matter of I'm on vacation too I didn't get that oh I didn't say that right I needed to go back and say something and I was like there's a delicate balance that you lose when you vlog in the parks as a tourist and that was specifically my husband when I went to Disneyland last week he was like oh are you bringing your camera are you gonna vlog and I was like no I'm here on vacation like this is my third time ever here I want to spend my day and a half at Disneyland without making it feel like work and it is it's really difficult to do especially I think my favorite vlogs though were when I was at Disneyland Paris because that's when I definitely was like I don't care what any of you think none of you are ever going to see me again and so I just had that free reign of being like I can stop and talk and take it in and also just enjoy my time it was a very nice balance that I don't know where that came from but it felt really organic to me because especially like there have been times at Walt Disney World where I've been vlogging and I see somebody like watching me in the corner and then they'll come up and they'll be like, oh, my daughter subscribes to your YouTube channel. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So there's more awareness that has to be had when I'm in, I quote unquote, my home park. Definitely mm -hmm. not my home park, but yeah. you know what I mean. But yeah, definitely does feel like so much work. And as once you get past the fact that you're like, you're never going to see 95% of these people ever again, who cares what they think, then I think it makes it much easier after that. That is good to hear because I, I feel like I'm trying to instill those thoughts in myself a little bit more because what the whole point of this season that I've done of the, like the third season of the podcast is that creating is hard. Like it sounds like we're being like, wham, I get to do like what I like, but it's like, it is work. Like, and it's being a person that deals with mental health problems. It is very, very difficult to create when you have to deal with that kind of stuff. And then like on top of that, like doing it in public and like doing it where like, you're like, oh, I just want to go and like eat a Mickey pretzel and like not have to deal with this. And like trying to figure out like, oh, like I need to do this because like I need to have this stuff. It can become really, really stressful to the point where you're like, I'm, I, I just want to put it down sometimes. I'm like, I just don't even want to create at all, which can be really like, that's a really hard thing to deal with. Do you ever, do you ever feel that where you're just like the fact that your content comes from Disney where you don't live? Like, do you ever have that like internal struggle happen? Oh, 100%. There have been times there are, 
at least a dozen unfinished vlogs that I have started to create content to and realized I don't want to do this anymore. I will be on vacation filming something and then get so frustrated and be in a mental state where I'm like, I can't do it. It is 100% okay to not. And that's what it did take me a while to, I would get very frustrated. Like, oh, I didn't even finish that vlog. Where, where was I? Why wasn't I doing that? Why wouldn't I think to do like an outro? Now they don't have the information they need. And I would get so down on myself and so upset. And then I get back and I'm like, why do I care? It's totally fine to realize that you're not in the mental state to finish or even start what you want to do. And it's one of those things where you just have to realize, take a deep breath, that is okay, it's not meant to be, and then move on. So there have been multiple, multiple times where I get frustrated or don't get exactly the shots I need or, oh, that was too shaky, people get upset when it looks like I'm walking and talking, which I do a lot of the time, and just realizing I don't need to finish this, I can just enjoy the rest of the day and take that for myself. And so I feel like that's a really important thing to know, especially if you do plan to vlog in the parks, Instagram story in the parks, it's not 100% needed people will completely understand if you just stop <laughs> this and at the end of the day I feel like I've talked about this with a lot of people on this season at the end of the day this is a thing that you're doing because you love it and it's supposed to be fun even though it is work it is hard work and putting hard work into it to, and to make a good product always feels good if you're not feeling good about it like the idea of just putting it down is sometimes really difficult because you're like I always get down on myself. I'm like, I'm being lazy or like, I, I'm not good enough. And that's why it's not working out. And like being able to remind yourself that like you're doing this because it's fun is I think so valuable. Exactly. 100%. And what is a true testament to that for me is it took me over a year to monetize my YouTube. It wasn't even a thing I thought about doing until one of my videos got over a hundred thousand views and somebody was like, Oh, how much did you make from that? I was like, huh? What? What do you mean? And they were like, you don't monetize your videos. I was like, no, I purely do this for fun and because I enjoy helping people in doing this. So I think that's what a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, even though it's a job, like a lot of the times it's their job because they love it so much. And I think that always takes precedence. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite things about what you do on YouTube and Instagram? I love, love when it truly helps someone's vacation. I will never forget, I was standing outside of Pecos Bill and this woman came up to me and it was after like maybe six months of doing YouTube. And she was like, I have watched all of your videos. You helped plan my family's trip that we are on. And I literally just started crying. I was like, that is why I do what I do because, and it's happened multiple times and I just can't, it's wild every single time that somebody approaches me and is like, thank you, you helped me plan my trip. And I was like, I, I was helpful, it helped you, oh my gosh. And it's just the most incredible feeling and honestly, it's why I do and everything I do, if I can be a teeny bit of help, even if it's th like this past Disneyland trip, I didn't really post a lot of tips and tricks, but if someone is like, oh, I didn't know Bing Bong smelled like cotton candy. Thanks for posting that Instagram story. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> so I just love being able to like shed any sort of light because it is this magnificent world that not a lot of people know everything about. And I don't even know everything about. We're always learning. And I think that's what's so great about both YouTube and Instagram. Yeah. That is great, though, that you 
that that happens like because there have, I have had a couple of times recently now that people say that like my shows have helped them with like like learning about things or like with their like dealing with their mental health stuff or that they thank me for like helping like break the stigma about mental health and it is like it it does it never gets old you're like yes because I every time I do something I'm like I always finish it and then I'm like man, I hope that that doesn't suck. I hope people like that. Did I do a bad job? And then I'm, I just, I have to like force myself to just get over it and just be like, just it's happened. Okay. Whatever. Like it's done. Yeah. That's the most important thing is just letting it go. Like once you publish that YouTube video, you step back and you're like, okay, I'm never watching this in full again. But (laughs) if somebody watches it and is like, cool, I liked it. If that one person was like, yes, I enjoyed that. I learned something. I, wow then that's really all that matters. I've never like watched a video after I posted it ever. <laughs> and be- and it's because of that. Yeah. And I think also like the idea of not just the fact that like, it's so great when the content that you create helps somebody, but like, I fully believe that idea that if it's just, even if it's just one person, I think about that even in my work in theater sometimes where I'm like doing that kind of work and I like look out in the audience and I'm like, okay, even if there's one person that this, that likes this show, I feel good about it. If there's one person that listens to this podcast episode and feels less alone and it sounds like it's like this, like, I don't know, like maybe like self-righteous thing where you're like, if that one person, but I really, I think it's important because it kind of, it's the idea idea that like it's really not about like this big fame and fortune of like you know doing whatever content creation that you do like if that happens the Instagram numbers growing and the YouTube numbers growing wasn't something that you even set out to do it just happened but it came from that idea of like I just want to help somebody with something and like that genuine want to help that keeps me going like all day long. I'm like, I just want to help people. Like, I just want people to feel less alone. And like, in terms of Disney, I just want people to enjoy it as much as I do. Like, I don't want them to get a fast pass for like goofy sky school or whatever. And like, not, and like, no, don't do that. Like, I just want to help that person have a good time. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all that matters. And like you said, that one person, like, Everybody wanting to make a difference in one person's life, that's how we start making a difference. And that's where you start. You start from the bottom and it just grows. And that's what I think is so cool about what you're doing, about what Casey is doing, RJ is doing. Everybody is doing something that is in their path and will eventually make a huge difference and has made a huge difference, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Do you ever feel like because the Disney Instagram community is so large that it's hard to kind of like break through all of what's happening do you feel like because you've like kind of curated your people that you're like this is my people and like I'm good I sometimes feel like there are so many podcasts like how can I break through how am I any different I'm just another person trying to do a podcast do you ever feel that did did you ever feel that is that something that you were able to move past Uh, it's definitely something I feel honestly every day because although it isn't about the numbers you see so many instagrams now popping up or doing a business deal with the same people you're doing a business deal with and you see them growing and you may not be. And so you have to see and you have to look at that and you're like, okay, it's not a numbers thing, but it's what can I do that's making myself better? How do I not become stagnant? How do I make my passion even bigger so people do know and it outreaches 
more than it should. So I definitely do feel that, especially as of late, honestly, if we're going to be completely honest, I feel like I will look at my Instagram and I'm like, wow, I've lost a lot of followers. Ooh, I don't know why, not sure why, or not feeling inspired to post. So it's more of that matter of, okay, I do have to post this with this one brand, but how do I get out of this rut that I'm in that I don't want to post and I don't feel like it's organic, but I don't want to post this and make it seem like it was a job to do. So it's just a matter of having to look through and accept all of those new community members, because honestly, it is, I wish we had like actual numbers of three years ago in the Disney Instagram community to now, because it's amazing. Like how cool that people see this and they're like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to create this Disney Instagram. I want to create this YouTube, that sort of thing. So how do you see that and not see it as competition, but see it as a way to there's more people for me to engage with. There's more people for me to connect with. Um, so it's a matter of just checking in every day and making you realize why you're here, why you enjoy what you're doing, and to realize that it's more of an opportunity than a challenge. Yeah, and that idea of not comparing yourself is probably the hardest part about the fact that there are so many podcasts out there, so many Disney Instagram and YouTubes out there. Like mm-hmm. It can be really, really hard not to compare yourself and it, but it can be detrimental to spend. Like, I remember there was a time maybe a year ago where I, all I did was compare myself to other podcasts that were out there and I didn't get anything done. Exactly. Like I, I like barely did anything on my Instagram. Like I, I was too afraid to try anything because it's like, like, why would I even try this? Like there's so many people out there that are doing it better than I am. But instead of thinking that way, thinking about like, why, why not me? Like I had on a couple episodes ago, I had a musician that said the same thing where she, where the whole reason she started playing music was because she was like, that person's pursuing music. Why can't I I'm good too I should do it too and like that idea of like shifting your thinking to positive mindset can feel on some days almost impossible to do but is so important I completely agree it's definitely a matter of realizing too that the people in the community are also there to build you up a lot of the times they're like, that is an awesome shot, or that was such a cool idea, or what a great topic that you're covering, things like that. I feel like there are so many more people who are so positive in the community rather than being like, ah, she's awful. I'm not going to like this photo because I don't want it to perform well. I feel like that's very minimal, or at least that's through my lens. Maybe other people see it a different way. Um, but I feel like there are a lot of people that if um, you post something that they enjoy, they will let you know, which is great. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about like, you know, some of these like challenges, like mentally and like, as far as like, you know, even creating the work, but for you specifically, what would you say is one of the hardest things about what you do on Instagram and YouTube? Oh, definitely keeping it fresh because I live in Iowa where the sun is out today, but it was like, it's the first time in a month and a half. So it's like, how do I post something that's organic and fresh with not having been to the parks in two months? How do I take some old content that I have that I haven't posted yet and give it a fresh spin? So it's, that's the biggest challenge for me on Instagram. On YouTube, I feel like I've definitely been struggling lately, especially because I haven't been posting a lot of videos. I feel like after I, this past fall, I did mainly vlogs of not only my Disney Cruise Line vacation with my grandmother, but also my trip to Paris. I feel like after that, I got home and I was like, just exhausted. So it's a matter of, especially with the main chunk of my YouTube videos where I basically sit and I 
give you a topic and I talk about it and I help. It's been really challenging to do it, to be completely honest. Like there have been days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk about this. And then it's like two o'clock and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like doing it. So I feel like as of lately, it's been finding that courage to actually just sit down, record, because as you probably have seen, it's not a lot of editing on my part. Like it's a lot of me taking out my mumble jumble, spilling of words, because that's just who I am as a human being (laughs) and posting it right there. So it's not a fancy YouTube by any means, but it's just that matter of finding the courage to just sit down and do it. So that's both my challenges in both those aspects right now. Yeah. Do you feel like, I always feel like this. I am like, ah, I don't want to do this. It's going to be really difficult. I'm like trying to avoid it. And then you do it and it's over and you're like, Oh, I loved that. That wasn't so bad. Every, every single Isn't time. Isn't that every, wild? I will post it. I will like edit it and be like, okay, next week I should just do like three at a time and just edit them all then. And then that never, ever happens. Yeah, it's so funny how you can do that. You're like, oh, this is awful. And then you do it and you're like, that's so easy. Why was I so scared to do that? I don't understand. And then you go back to do it. Like you said, you go back to do it the next time and you completely forget this enlightening experience that you had when you created this thing where it wasn't that difficult and you loved it and you had a great time and you're like, get away from me. Like the last thing I want to do is do that. And like, it's so terrifying again. It's so hard. It is so hard. And I try, I'm trying really hard to push myself and like really, really push past those moments where I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then my brain is like, remember that time that it wasn't so bad? That push is so difficult, but it's always so worth it. Yeah. It's like how people say they're like, the hardest part about getting to the gym is getting to the gym. Getting there. And I'm like, okay, that's funny. I don't go to the gym, but I (laughs) wish I knew I understood what you mean, but that's exactly what it is. And it's a vicious circle and you just have to It's really hard, but you got to try and overcome it. And that's where I'm sitting at right now. (laughs) Yeah, they can be so, so, so rough. I do have a question also. This is like more of a like, I guess like a niche thing. What is it like working with brands and like doing brand deals? Because I feel like that's another thing that like, maybe it's just me, but like when you see that somebody is like working with a brand, you're like, oh my gosh, like they're so cool and famous. Like they're working, they have a brand deal. And like, I'm probably, again, that's probably just me being so ridiculous. I'm like the whole world is a movie to me where like everybody who's on Instagram is and like works with one show company is famous but like what is that process like when did that start happening did you reach out to them did they reach out to you and like do you ever have brands that you that come to you and you're like uh absolutely not like does what is that whole process like that is hysterical and I'm just gonna tell you right now it is definitely at least my world is not like a movie at all but it's so sweet like Oh gosh. Yeah. So I feel, especially in this aspect, I feel like I am not the best Instagrammer to do it. I have never like actively tried to reach out to anyone, mainly because it's like, I work a job, my full-time job. I sometimes work 70 hour work weeks and it's super hard. And of course, if I had more time and more downtime, which I very, very little of, I would explore and try and reach out more to brands that I especially want to partner with. But thankfully for me, um, I've been very blessed where the brands that I have worked out with, they have reached out directly to me, mainly through Instagram. I haven't had very, I've had maybe one or two brands that reach out to me for a YouTube video, but it's mainly through Instagram, Um, which honestly I would prefer because I feel like my 
my YouTube is dedicated to helping those with their vacations to Walt Disney World or anything like that. And I feel like doing a brand deal, unless it was a very much integrated into it, like when I did, uh, worked with Walt Disney World to promote a uh, food and wine festival in Not So Scary, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party this past year, that's completely different. But it's like, if like, oh, some granola wants to partner with you about how great their granola is. I'm like, I don't necessarily feel like putting this YouTube video would be that beneficial for what my purpose is there. Um, but yes, the brands that have reached out, I loved working with every single one. And it's mainly because I have turned down ones that I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm a Disney Instagram. If they see that I'm going to start promoting this natural deodorant or some like face product that has nothing to do with Disney, they're going to realize, oh, you're just in this for the free product. You're just in this for the money. And that's not what I'm trying to do. And it's like, if it is something that I find connection with, I absolutely want to partner with them. And I try and keep it as focused to my Disney Instagram than I feel like a lot do um, because it is really exciting if somebody's like, hey, I want to send you this free whatever it may be. Oh, that's awesome. I love free products, but also like how are my Disney Instagram community humans going to see any connection in that world? Because I do very much keep my Disney Instagram and my personal Instagram completely separate. Like even through stories, if I'm like just at home talking about like the bachelor, I will keep that on my personal Instagram. Whereas I know a lot of people are like, Oh, I know you want to know more about me and things like that. But I've always been like, a very distinct line between the two. So it's a matter of finding those partners who reach out and realizing, oh yeah, that would benefit people looking to plan a vacation or us Disney lovers would love to see this new Mickey Mouse product that's coming out, things like that. So I think that's great too, that you keep it completely separate. Like I'm so ridiculous that like the ridiculous kind of like bleeds into the podcast stuff because it's like part of the, it's part of the brand people. If you don't like it, get out of here. Cause I'm not going to stop being ridiculous. Um, um, but like, I do think that like, not only is that just like important, like for like a, for a business aspect, but also like that's part of work-life balance as well. Where like, mm -hmm. you're just like, I just want to post this picture of my cat or like for you, for your dog, who is so very cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, like you can just do that on your own, on your per. You're, like, you're just like, here's my dog. No, like no strings attached. It's just the dog. Yeah. And like, I think that that not only is that like great to do from a business standpoint, but just being able to just not think about it and just like not worry about it, like is also really, really important. But I also feel like sometimes in the same way, like that not worrying about it so much mindset has to come for me at least has to come into my business stuff as well. Or again, I will, that'll be another thing that'll make me freeze up and not do the work like having like trying to be like still put yourself into your work and not worry about it and that but also having a place where you can go to retreat from the work part of what you're creating exactly and especially when you see those who have made sure that their Disney Instagram is now like all aspects of their life. And I'm like, you just want to tell them, take a moment. You don't need to post every single thing that you're doing today. I promise you, you're not going to lose followers because they didn't see what you had for lunch. Like, I promise you that. So it's just, you see that and you see that, especially with those who you can't tell are very eager, want as many brand deals as possible, but you just wish that you could like go and just hold their face and be like, just take a moment for yourself. 
<laughs> this isn't everything. I promise. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's like super, super, super important to like have that work-life balance. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. It has been so great to talk about this because I feel that it's really, really important to continue to pull back the veil on all things social media. I just feel like this is a personal thing that I I feel is important because I do feel like with the growth of social media and with how much it's a part of our lives now and like how I think about like the content that I consume, I would say that 50% of it is Instagram stories now, which is crazy. Like that's insane to think about. Like I watch less TV and more Instagram and YouTube and I than I ever have in my whole life, ever. Like, because now it's like, that's the whole thing. Like that's where you get your stuff. There's a literally like Instagram TV now where you can like literally just watch those videos all the time. But I think that it's important to keep pulling back that veil and remind Finding everybody that like the the people behind this stuff are real people. This is not real life. Like, yes, these pictures are edited. It's okay that they're edited. It's okay that this is like curated content, but like I'm still a real person. And even for the people creating the content, trying to remember that we're creating this because it's supposed to be fun. Like it's not supposed to be a competition. It's not supposed to be like this feud between accounts, which I've seen before. And I'm always like, what is happening right now? Like, this is like literally like virtual reality arguing. And like, I just think that like, that stuff is super fun. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of, like I just said, spending a lot of time consuming it, but I, I do fall into that trap sometimes where I'm like, that person is so much better looking than I am. That person has such a, such a better life than I do. Gosh, this person is at Disney world all the time. Like, how are they doing that? You know, or whatever it is, but like, I just really care about pulling back that veil and reminding us that like, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. And it's really hard. And it's like, I'm guilty of it myself. I've never post a bad photo that I'm like, oh, I'm really vulnerable here. Here's me without makeup. No one in my life has seen me like without my eyebrows drawn on, without lipstick. And I'm 100% like, that's just what happens. And it is really hard to see that. And even to like see the Instagram stories that are all fun and games and realize they're not going to post them just getting like pooped on by a bird or maybe they will. I would probably 100% document (laughs) that moment. But it's like, you have to realize that a lot of these people like, don't feel comfortable sharing those non-glamorous moments. And once you realize that, I feel like it makes it so much easier. But honestly, like, it takes a lot to realize that. You see that and you're like, oh, I was just there. I wish I would have post posed like that in front of that wall. Or I wish I would have gotten that snack and made a cute post like this person did. Why am I not as creative as them? Things like that. And it does make it really, really difficult. But then you do have to realize that, yeah, these people are normal human beings with flaws, shockingly enough, because I can think of like five Instagrams right now that I'm like, they are completely perfect. Like, why is their life so amazing? And it's so hard to realize that, you know what? I bet they do have something that they are unhappy about, or there's some struggle that they're going through that nobody knows about. And that's the most difficult thing about social media is that 
you may or may not ever realize that or know what it is. So you just have to take that everything with a grain of salt, knowing that this is literally a collage of the best moments of your life that you're trying to share and getting past that because it is really great when people do share on stories or on a post something that they are really going through. But I always struggle with it's like this beautiful picture. And then the caption is like, this is what's happening. And I'm like, hmm. I, that's great that you're sharing with, I just wish the picture would reflect it sometimes. Like here's an unedited photo before I put any work in. This is why I didn't want to edit it. This is what I'm struggling with. Things like that, because I feel like a lot of people do care about that. And you see that more and more now, which is, as we were talking about Instagram evolving, a lot of people more and more are connecting with those mental health issues that people are like, yes, I have that problem as well. I completely agree with that. Like, that's what I'm struggling with too. I didn't know I I thought I was alone. And I feel like people are really finding that, especially in the Disney Instagram community, where a lot of people have never shared that stuff before. And they're realizing that even though it's a Disney community, lots of Mickey Mouse and glitter and all these fun, pretty things that we are all real people struggling with real life things. So it's important. And like, and especially I also feel like for me specifically, or for anybody else out there that loves Disney, like seeing, seeing the reflection of something that you're going through in the lens of like the Disney community, like Disney is part of something that helps my mental health. And so like seeing that happen in the place that I love so much and like through the lens of something that I love so much really for me always like hits even harder like I can think of a couple of Disney Instagrams that I'm like wow like this is amazing that you're posting about this because we're all like there's so many people that are watching these Disney Instagrams and like when you put that stuff in there like like we said before like it could be that one person that is like wow this person that I really really admire is going through that that can really be a turning point and a shift in their life to maybe pull them out of a place that they don't need to be in you know Mm -hmm. absolutely I completely agree yeah So I always like to leave everyone with like a parting piece of advice from the person that I'm getting to chat with. So if you had one, you've given so much already, but if you had just one more piece of advice to give to anybody who is trying to start an Instagram or start a YouTube of any kind, it could be Disney, could be anything else. But like if they're trying to go on that journey what is one piece of advice that you would give to anyone? Oh gosh, there obviously are so many pieces of advice, but the main thing is just to be uniquely you. Please do not try and start this Instagram and be like, okay, let me DM everybody I know being like, please follow me without having to, without having interacted with them at all. So I would say, create content that means something to you and create genuine connections because people will want to follow you, especially if not only you're creating things that they like to see, it's pretty, it's fun, it's funny. I really enjoy humorous accounts as well, but making connections with people because you can't expect them to just follow you with you asking them to like, like your photos, comment on your photos without you having doing the same. So I think really taking that time once you start to engage with the community find accounts that you like to enjoy and then occasionally it will come back to you I think that's great thank you so much for talking to me again it was so great to meet you I hope that we actually get to meet in real life sometime I know (laughs) I feel like the last time I stayed with Adam and RJ they were like all right let's wash the sheets Taylor's coming in next yeah yeah we're just missing each other by like a day but no thank you so much I, I really appreciate you reaching out to me and I was like I and what's so funny is that 
when you reached out, I was like, really? You want to ask me these questions? Girl, of course. No, because honestly, like I think about it and I'm like, I don't even feel qualified to answer half of these things, which is so funny, but I really appreciate you taking the time out and it was so nice to meet you. <laughs> Am I alone? No, I don't think so. Thank you all so much for listening to all of season three or even just this episode. I hope that you got something out of this episode, whether it be some insight into the world of YouTube and Instagram or a gentle reminder that the people on the internet are people too. What? And that you should never, ever compare yourself to anyone. Take your own advice, Taylor. I know it's really difficult, but seriously, you are uniquely you and that is just the best. And as always, we encourage you to have conversations like these with the people in your life. The more conversations like these we have, the less we feel so alone trying to figure out life and the closer we feel to those that we love. I love it. Learn new things. Ask people about who they are and what they do. You may learn something new or get excited about something in a way you never thought possible. I want to thank Miranda so much for having this conversation with me because not only did I make a new friend, which I always love to do, but like I said many times in this episode, the more we do to break down the walls between the internet and reality, the better. We are all people who should spend more time lifting each other up and putting the fun back into the creative work. It is so important to remember that this is rooted in what we love and it's rooted in fun. And I love all of the info that Miranda gave in support of putting the fun back in what you do and putting all the love back into what you do. Thanks, Miranda. And I want to thank everyone, every single person who came on the show this season and talked about the creative work that they do. Every single conversation that we had this season left me so inspired and seriously got me through some of my toughest days this year and last year, 2019, 2020. Uh, but seriously, I hope that they inspired you as well because man, this is a great group of people that I'm so thankful to have had on the show. If you want to stay up to date with episode releases or see cute pictures of cats, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WhoKnowsPod. We are also on Facebook at WhoKnows. We feature pets on our Instagram story every day we release a new episode, so if you want to send us a picture of your cat or dog or any animal, we love them. Send us a photo over on our Instagram and we will feature your pet. You can also visit our website at WhoKnowsPod.com and if you want to send us any questions, we will answer them. You can send those over to Taylor at WhoKnowsPod.com. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts like Austin Jeffries and tell everybody about the show. That really, really helps. We want to grow this community and we need your help to do that. So tell your friends, tell your family, tell all the people, tell that guy on the street, be like, hey, who knows? check it out and he'll be like what the heck are you saying but it'll be great i promise to support us even further become a patron for as low as one dollar a month for access to exclusive content and to help the show get better and better that money goes towards making things happen for the show it helps pay the people who do it it helps make things better and like i said in the beginning if you join the five dollar tier you can watch that video where i talk about my ocd there's videos about the greensboro roller derby there's us eating food those videos are crazy i have such a fun time doing them and i want you to see them so join the five dollar tier if you want to watch some crazy youtube videos this episode was hosted by me, Taylor Dankovich, edited and produced by Lynn Barbera. Our intro music is by Chris Williams, and our outro and transition music is by Tori Silver. Who knows who's out there, but I love you, and thanks for listening. Yeah,